Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pink Sundays without being. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, with my boy Grant Nicholson. Hello, Grant. Good morning, my friend. What's up, Sean? How are you? Were you not going to text me or call me? I mean, dude, I got here like 30 seconds ago. I honestly... You're tripping. I honestly had no idea who it was. Oh. I was like, if it's a figure it's just like college. If you don't show up in the first 15 minutes, you're I got to go home. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, yeah. you gave 15? I don't know what it was. Yeah, I mean. I was going to give you 15, though. <laughs> 15 standard, I think, in college. If the professor doesn't show you're out. I was like five. I'll give you five. You're going to get there early. If you're the professor, what if, you, if you're showing up like I just did, and you get here 35 seconds before whatever you're supposed to be doing, Come on now. What's the matter with you? Uh, honestly, I, if I was going to, if I went to class, if I made the effort to go there, I'm just going to hang out. You don't come across to me as a big missing class guy. Were really? You? Yeah. Oof. You like to, you I, like I to skip sleep class though. All the I know time. you like to get your sleep in. I miss class all the time. One time I was walking to class and one of my friends talked me out of it. Oh, multiple times that happened to me. You went to K-State. I went to KU. So... Those big sprawling campuses. I mean, you can run into a homeboy at any point, and they're like, "Hey, you want you want to finish that game of Madden?" Or yeah, he was like, "Hey, let's go hoop." I was like, "Okay." Oh, for sure. I mean, for me, it was more often like, "Hey, I got this new, uh, you know, thing that we can take a lighter to, and it'll bubble up a little bit, and you know, like that'll tisk, be fun." Tisk, 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 tisk. Yeah, that's what it was for me. But you know, I like to hoop too. I, I hooped late at night in college, man. That was the best. The rec was open late. Anyway. We're already taking the train off the tracks. That's what we do here. Big Sundays. And you say you didn't know who it was going to be. Let me give you a word of advice. Since it is Easter, happy Easter, by the way, to you and everybody out there listening. Happy Passover to everybody out there also. Since it is Easter, and my last name is Levine, that's a very Jewish-sounding last name. Over the years since I've gotten in radio, I've gotten the Christmas call. I've gotten the Easter call. I think I've been on every Christmas and every Easter since I got into this game. So you can assume that if it's not Binkley wandering in here, like, because Binkley would have been here at 6 a.m. Yeah, I would say he, he would have been, been here, here hours. Before. He might have slept to the night before knowing yeah. that he was on today. So he's off. I'm on. Anyway, welcome to the show with Grant on the sports machine. Are you listening? I know it's Easter. Text me. Say what's up. Give me a happy Easter back. 913 576 7610 is the phone number. We appreciate you checking us out. All right, we got a lot of stuff to talk about because the week that was and the weeks that are coming up are sports heavy. Obviously, with the Royals this week, the first full week and change of 2022 Royals baseball. I mean, luckily, it's a long season. I think that's the nicest thing that I can say so far. Well, 
there are positive signs at the top of the pitching rotation, right? Like so far through a couple of starts, when you look at Keller, when you look at Grinky, no problems there. Two for two for both of them, both solid starts. I guess the issues after that come in with pretty much everybody else, like Lynch, eh, Bubich, eh, Singer, eh, Coart, who knows? Like, it's just... Bubich looked okay yesterday. Yeah, he was fine. Give him some credit. It's only his second start. No, I understand, and I'm not tripping. It's early. I'm just giving the early... You know, like if you buy a stock, you start looking at it real early, but you got to hang on. It's it's for the long run, but you're going to really check it out early. And early on, I'm just saying the Royals like run differential, worse than the league. They're in the last place in a division that I think you need to start beating these type of teams. So they got the Twins coming up after this. Polish off this Detroit series, get a split, and then I feel like it's all gravy, baby. You just don't want to bury yourself early. And maybe this is me being... Not the new money Royals fan that Vern liked to talk about back in 15 and 16, but a guy who literally right now can give you the 1992 Royals opening day starting lineup off the top of my head. You want it? You asked for it? You got it. McCray, Gibson, Brett, Tartable, Eisenreich, Benzinger, Stillwell, Shumpert, and Maine with Saberhagen on the hill. Tell him, Grant. That was off the dome, right? He looked me straight in the eyes the the whole time. I didn't have my computer on you. I didn't have time to do it. All I'm saying is that I've seen some bad. My point in that is that I've seen some bad Royals baseball and they got off to bad starts. That's the issue. That has long been the issue with bad Royals teams. Now, the flip side is true also. When the Royals usually have had those playoff type teams or like go back to 14 and 15 when you're going to and eventually winning the World Series, you're not getting off to those awful starts and I'm not comparing this team to that one nobody thought this team was going to win the World Series most people don't even think this team Vegas told us this team probably wasn't going to make the playoffs but you don't want to bury yourself early because then as fans as the season goes along you start to break down game by game and then eventually we're going to start to talk about okay the all-star games here and once again the Royals are sellers instead of buyers and what are they going to do with Whit Merrifield and what offers can they get for Alberto Mondesi those conversations suck, but those conversations honestly only happen when you get off to a really bad start. So, again, like Grant said, it's been a week and change. Like, I'm not making too much of the good or too much of the bad. I mean, we can talk about Bobby Witt Jr.'s numbers, and he's still looking for his first home run, and, you know, he's hitting 156. Not a big deal. All I'll say is, thank goodness it's not the NFL, because if this was the NFL – and you were, you know, a game or two in, and guys weren't producing, or a quarterback was throwing interceptions, as a fan base, we'd be tripping. No reason to start tripping. All I'm saying is, let's start winning some baseball games. All right, we're going to talk NFL draft as well, coming up here in a little while. Yo, the draft, guys, is 11 days away. The draft is 11 days away. And then once the draft happens, a couple of things go into motion. One, you're on the clock, Kansas City. Then you got the next draft. I was looking at the details of that today. It's going to be sick. Like, it feels like Kansas City is the type of town that understands if you do this right, it leads to other things. And I'm not hinting in the Super Bowl or anything like that. I'm just saying, whenever eyeballs tend to be on Kansas City, it feels like it gets a very good outside reaction. People go, damn, that's not a cow town at all. That place is pretty dope. And there's going to be a lot of people, I think, they come in for this draft because it's essentially located as a draft could possibly be. So think about all the people 
from those areas that maybe you drive to to see grandma out there in the middle of Nebraska, Bettendorf, Iowa. I don't know why I'm giving you guys an accent right now. Down there in Edie, Oklahoma. I mean, I feel like all those people, and that's all football country, the draft is a, if you do it right, a free event that you can enjoy. And when I say a free event, there's a lot of things that you cannot go to, but there's also some things that you can take part in and the atmosphere and all that. Where if you come to town, I think that Kansas City is going to do it right now. I'm not going to lie. Now that it's just 11 days away, I'm kind of pissed off, Grant, that I didn't book a trip to Vegas to go to this draft, only because I'm always looking for a reason to go. I was going to text you the other day, dog. Did you see what's coming to Las Vegas? Formula One, dude. Yo, Formula One, right down the strip. Are we Yo. going? We can go, yeah. Dude, we got to go. It's that a year away, be, right? That one would be sick. I think it's next year. I think that's the first year they're doing it. And what am, I mi- what am I missing here? Don't you just have to get... So the route that I... What we're talking about is Grant's a big Formula One fan. I think it's hilarious. So if <laughs> I don't it's know go- why you think it's hilarious. If it's, go- <laughs> if it's going to my town... Well, not my town, but my favorite town in Las Vegas. What am I missing? Can't we just get a hotel room really high up and see the cars drive around? I understand that they're building stands and all that stuff and essentially shutting down uh, like city streets. Like you said, it's going around the strip. But from the animation that I saw, instead of buying a ticket, I'll buy myself a nice-ass hotel room at the Bellagio. Well, who am I kidding? I ain't going to Bellagio. At, I'll, buy a, I'll buy a room high up at the, at the Excalibur, you know, that I can see the strip, a strip view. Got to pay extra for that, and they're going to screw with the resort fee. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to LasVegas.com and thought I found myself a great deal. And then by the end of it, I'm like, hold on. What is this fee? What do you mean if you see any sign of smoking, there's going to be a $1,500 charge? For $1,500, you should be able to burn the place down. Are you kidding me? What? 913-576-7610. Anyway, we got to do that. It's, It's a year away, right? I think it's next year. Yeah, it's Formula not this One year. in Vegas. I'm down for that. That sounds so fun. You, I, you, 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 I, wonder wow, what, wow. I wonder what they're gonna do though. Um, as far as like, what if you got to get your ass to the airport or something? Because it looked to me like it was a giant ring around the strip. I, I have no idea. I'll be honest. I have not looked into it that deeply. Weird. But I'm down. I'm definitely down with that one. So, anyway, we'll talk some NFL draft. Uh, it is 11 days away. I believe that it is the most important draft so far for Brett Veach. I mean, honestly, when he got here, his job was to take a good team and make them great, to kind of get them over the top and pat them on the back. He did. Now his job is to fill in a lot of holes around free agents that have left, guys that have gotten traded, and ultimately, now that you've gave Patrick Mahomes the bag, you got to figure the rest of it out. We'll talk a little bit of NBA playoffs also and coming up next, Grant, you probably don't know this. A, a streak was broken yesterday. Like, not enough people. Nobody's nobody's talking. Literally, nobody's talking about this except for me. Like, this is a crazy streak. And I'll tell you what it is coming up next right here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Sunday morning to you with Grant Nicholson. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. I almost hesitate to say that because... So the other show that I do every Saturday on the BetQL network... I don't know if I should say the sports machine or not. I'm like, these people don't, they don't know me. I'm, th- I'm talking the whole country, right? So it's like, he's not really my people. This is everybody. And so I just go with Sean Levine. But half the time I start it, so I'm like, hey, it's the sports. It's Sean. Hi. Why don't you want to be the sports machine to the whole country? No, it's not that I don't want to be. It's that I've got branded here where, like, sometimes when I come back from break, I don't even say my name. I just say, hey, it's Grant and the sports machine. People know who the sports machine is here in Kansas City, which was ultimately my goal to brand that. And I think that worked pretty well. I mean, right? Like, if you say sports machine, people know Kansas City. And I know there are some people out there right now that are driving around that are like, well, you stole it. Are you old enough to remember the original sports machine? I have absolutely no idea. You don't what know what I'm talking about. about. Okay, no. so check this out. So there was this guy named George Michael, not the not the singer, but the. This isn't Wham. No, no, okay. it's not. No, this is George Michael the, and he had the sports machine, and he did a non-cable, like basic TV. Because I grew up without cable television, so when this guy came on, I think it was Sunday nights. It was called George Michael with I think it was with the sports machine. Or he had this giant machine behind him that he actually called the sports machine, and it was like a corny late '80s, early '90s thing. Anyway, but he wasn't the sports machine. He was George Michael with his sports machine. So when he got sick and old is when I, and he was always old. Like when I started watching him, he was 110. So he must have passed and he was like 150. He was, he was old. And uh, I sent a email to his wife. I was like, hey, I go by the sport. I was in college at KU. I was like, I go by the sports machine. Would it be all right? Does that bother you? And she was like, no, nah, you have my blessing and George's too. So. I made sure that it was cool with the original sports machine. It ran for 22 seasons? Dude, it was a, like it was legit. And it was good. Yes, absolutely. So I'm proud to carry on that name, even though it's probably the cheesiest in all of sports radio. People are like, what is a sports machine? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know how I got the nickname. I got the nickname because when I was young, did you ever go to Royal Stadium before it was Kauffman Stadium when they had... A, the crown scoreboard 
that wasn't as cool as the one now, like the old school one they had for a long, long time. You're shaking your head. You never saw the old Crown scoreboard? I, I might have when I was really young. Yeah, you would have been a young young buck. But, but I don't I don't recall it. That big one's only been there for probably 12 years. That huge-ass one that's out there has not been there that long. I mean, I'm sure I have. Dude, you don't, I, what's the matter with you? You don't remember that? I don't recall it. It no. was good. It just had bad graphics. Anyway, they used to, between innings, put like trivia questions up there. And they'd put like five at a time. And I was a young kid. And I remember they threw a bunch of random trivia questions up there. And I answered them all right. And the people, I was with my uncle watching the game. And the people in front of me turned around. They're like, who is this kid? And my uncle goes, that's Sean Levine. And they go, he's a sports machine. And then my uncle goes, that's right. He's the sports machine, Sean Levine. So, yeah, that's, I don't know. Again, what are you looking at over there? You look entertained. Oh, I'm trying to figure out when they made the update to Kauffman Stadium. The exact year. The the uh, the outfield or the scoreboard? Because they did it in phases. The scoreboard, I want to say, came before the outfield ex- whatever the expansion. That's the word I'm looking for. The outfield expansion. I think that happened maybe nine years ago, I want to say. And I think that the big score. Here's the thing. I interned when I was still in college. So I was in KU. just won the national championship. There was a show at this radio station. I interned here. Called Neil and Marty. Neil Jones and Marty Wall. B Dub, who produces now, he's back. B Dub was a producer of one of those shows. I think that show. Anyway, and uh, I interned, went to Royals games, went to every Royals game that summer. And the scoreboard was being built, but the team sucked, Grant. They knew the team wasn't going to be any good. So they weren't too worried about like going to the playoffs and having national televised games. So when they first put on that scoreboard the very first year, the one they have now, it didn't even have the crown on top of it. It was just a big-ass diamond shape that for an entire season did not have the crown. Can you imagine if the Royals somehow got good that year and there's like a crane half on top of it during the playoffs? Like, dude, that's I'm telling you. There was construction like going on. But that was the team where it was Jose Guillen and Gil Mesh and um, Mike Avilas, like, Nobody's talking about that team. Anyway, except for I am right now. What do you think about that? Huh? 913-576-7610. Uh, did you not hear about the streak that was broken? I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Dude. I'm excited to hear what, what this is. I feel is. like I'm the only one that's talking about this streak. My Johnny on the spot streak of 28 years was broke yesterday, dude. Can you believe that? I went... What does that even mean? I went 28 years between having to use a Johnny on the spot or what you might call a porta potty. You went 28 years? 28 years. Had to do it yesterday. I used one like a month and a half ago. Really? Yeah. Like you enjoy it. (laughs) Not that I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Just pulled over on the (laughs) Siesta when I was like, "Ah, I'd rather use this thing than mine at home. You know, don't driving home, saw some construction. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Save the flushing water, you know. Where were you in a month and a half when you had to use it? Uh, like at a show? No, no, no. It was out at a park. At a park? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to the woods. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to the woods. And, I, and I've been in that situation many a time. I had no choice this time because I was at the Royals game, and I had a couple too many pops in the uh, in the parking lot combined with this, like, I think I got bad barbecue, and I was just it was over. And so... I, I'm not going to give you any details or whatever. I'm, all I'm saying is that I had to go. I remember the first time I had to go literally 28 years ago. You've only gone in a porta potty twice? Yeah, because the first time was so bad. Uh, That's insane. And as part of my dad scared me. 
So it wasn't a technically a porta potty the first time I went. Were you a boy, a Cub Scout, Boy Scout? You doing that? Oh, it was for a while, yeah, for not very long. Yeah, but yeah. No, well, nobody is for very long. It's like soccer in America. Like you, everybody <laughs> starts it, and then you're like, "What do I?" Doing? I did it for like three seasons. Like, yeah, this sucks. And then if you keep going, you're kind of odd. I, I'm not saying. I guess I am saying, but I'm just saying like you might be. You're cool. Like you have a lot of skills. I'd like to be you. I'd like my daughter to maybe one day marry. I don't have a daughter, but if I did, to marry an Eagle Scout, I feel like that's a good skill set to have. No, you're shaking your head. You don't, you wouldn't want your girl to be with your daughter, your sister to be with an Eagle Scout. I don't know, not really. They are a little different, aren't they? I don't want to have to hang out with that guy at like <laughs> at like family <laughs> gatherings. You don't get to pick your family, dude. No, you don't. And I wouldn't. I'm not saying do I you hate have the guy not, right now. I do. Yeah. Are they all right? They're they're yeah they're cool. Okay, I feel like they're not as cool as you're making them out to be. You just know there's a chance they might be listening to this. I think it's very unlikely that they're listening. Oh, anybody, I would say that that anybody's listening. But you know, it could get back to them. Maybe a friend <laughs> I, of a friend is listening. I don't did think you hear, it's did get you hear back a great? My dad was always like, "Yeah, my uh, I was at work and my buddy's son said that you said this." I'm like, "Why don't you listen, Dad? You even can't turn your radio on, old man." Goodness gracious. I don't even know what I was saying before this. Do you? You were in this dumb porter oh, potty streak no, thing. Well, that wasn't dumb. It's, it's, all right. And we'll get back to the It's a second segment. This. I don't know if it's second segment worthy. It's Sunday morning, dude. <laughs> it's Sunday morning. It's royal season. The draft is still 11 days away. Okay, how's this? We'll put it to the text line. 913-576-7610. Do you guys want me to just get completely back into sports right now? We can talk about the Royals and about if I think Bubich was good or bad because Grant thought that he was pretty good. Or do you guys want to hear what caused me to not use a porta potty for 28 years? The majority of the text, and I'll tell the story on the other side of this break. Those are your two options. I tell you why. Stop using porta potties or we talk about Boobich, 913-576-7610. You better text because if I don't get him, I'll talk Boobich. 913-576-7610. Text me, and we'll talk about it on the other side. It's Bink Sundays. Happy Easter, by the way, and Passover, and whatever else you celebrate. 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Get out of bed. The Easter egg hunt is about to start. Maybe. I don't know what you're doing. I have no idea. Uh, Grant Nicholson, Sean Levine, 610 Sports Radio, in for Gabe Binkley. Appreciate those that chimed in on the text line, 913-576-7610. Y'all are funny. (laughs) 
Somebody said, I'll take more mobile S stories, please. From the 816, Porta Potty Talk smells a little better than the Royals do at this moment. Anyway, it was it was overwhelmingly about Porta Potty. So I'll tell the story, then we'll get back into sports. So the reason I ask if you were a uh, Boy Scout is because when I was young, I was a Cub Scout, and my parents sent me to sleepaway camp for the first time for a couple of nights at a place that I believe still exists, Camp Nash. You familiar? Honestly, maybe. That sounds very familiar. Yeah. I might have gone there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, and it's pretty fun. They got like a climbing wall and you sleep out. Don't shake your head at Camp Nash. The place is dope. Well, I, when you're I like don't remember it that well. I'm sure it was fine for like eight-year-old Grant. Yeah, it's fun. I'm not, not saying 30-year-old Grant's going to have a good time there, but yeah, you would have back in the day. So I remember you needed to have a little bit of money because there was like a slop hall or whatever that you could eat at, but I've always had a sensitive stomach. So there was also a uh, like a little like place you could buy stuff at, you know? So it was a couple of days. So I remember my dad gave me $20 and he put it in his money clip that he always told me about. And he said that I had a better chance of not losing it if I kept it in my, when you were like a Cub Scout, you had like a front pocket. So I put it in my front pocket thing, right? So I got my 20 bucks. And like back then, whatever year it was, like 1993 or whatever, like this was going to, the 20 bucks was going to, was going to last me. I could get what I wanted. I could probably get myself a souvenir or whatever. I think it was called the trading shop. That they had there, I want to say. I remember I ended up like a little rabbit fur. Anyway, so I had to use the the Johnny on the spot there, which technically I guess was a, do they call them outhouses? Is that what they're considered? I think it was more of like an outhouse actually. But either way, any sort of an outdoor bathroom I haven't used in that long. And I remember I leaned over, because the first time I'd ever been in this situation as a Cub Scout, like nine-year-old me, I lean over because I didn't believe that it was just going to be like basically what it is in there. And I look in there and I couldn't believe it. And what happens? But the money clip and the 20 slide out of my pocket and go right in. And now I'm like, oh, no, I have no money. Don't tell me, man. What am I going to eat? What am I going to get my dad? And so, you know, I didn't go in. But I recruited, did you get a counselor or somebody? I recruited the counselor. No. You're damn right I did. And I let him know. And he fished it out, dude. Like, I'm talking about, like, because there were fishing poles. <laughs> and, like, I'm still traumatized from this Who day, Who broke man. that 20? Who did you give that 20 to? And it was like, ugh. Right? I didn't even think about it at the time. I was so happy to get the 20 back. Like, I just took it. Because at that point, 20 bucks is like a million dollars to you, I'm sure. Well, yeah. But the actual value of that 20 is maybe like two. The crap 20. The poop 20. All right. Anyway, that's why I don't use those things because I lost my 20 in there and I broke the streak yesterday. Now I feel like we can get into sports officially. Um, what are the Chiefs going to do with the draft just 11 days away? How have you How have you avoided using an outdoor toilet for that long? I've gone to the bathroom in the woods. What about at like concerts? What? Uh, sporting events? You I, went, you've gone tailgating and I, somehow avoided using porter potties? Yeah, because if you play it right, like where, where I tailgate at Kaufman State, I probably shouldn't say this, there's woods right next to it. Like on the side over by Arrowhead, there's, there's, there's trees, there's, there's foliage back there. Same thing with most of the shows that I've seen. And when I tailgate, I've been at Sandstone or what's it called now? Azura Amphitheater out there in Bonner. And the whole parking lot's surrounded by giant ass trees. And if you see a show at, like, Starlight, I mean, you can get creative, dude. Come on now. You tell me you never pee in the woods as a grown man? I pee in the woods all the time. Not all the time. But I just, like, I don't know. I don't think it's that 
insane to just use a porta potty sometimes. No. Oh, given the choice. Unless I absolutely have to, I won't. I think I've proven Really? It. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, weird to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm an odd guy. Okay. Uh, that's Grant. I'm the sports machine. And you. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. So I think that at this point, the Chiefs, they've got so many picks, Grant, in the top 100. In fact, they've got five picks out of the top 100. The issue is this. None of them are really what I would consider to be a premier pick. Like, if you're talking about the NBA draft, quote-unquote, the lottery, I bet I'm going to school somebody here. I bet there's people that are driving around right now that are like, why do they call it the lottery anyway? The lottery are the teams that did not make the playoffs the year before, right? So you get if you, you get a lottery pick if you didn't make the playoffs the year before, and then it goes into it's a whole weird system the way the NBA does it. But my point is this. Usually it's a top like 10, 15 pick in the NBA. If you're a top two or three pick, you're basically supposed to be a Hall of Famer or borderline multiple-time all-star. If you're a top five, 10 pick, you're a guy that can change the franchise. It's that type of thing. In the NFL, it's a little bit different when you talk about the first round, but ultimately at the very, very top of these drafts, usually, not all the time, usually are where you get the guys that can really change the fate of a franchise. If you look back historically, there are some guys sprinkled in late in the first round, second, third, the undrafted type guys, but most of those guys, you're talking top 10, middle of the first round type pick. The Chiefs don't have a pick there. Their first pick is number 29 overall, so at the bottom of the first round, and then number 30. So they have back-to-back picks at the bottom of the first round. The reason I said all that is for this. They can get a premier pick if they want to, and it's pretty easy. Somebody would be willing to move down to get a little bit of quantity over quality with a first-round pick. Well, the Chiefs right now, follow me here, they need quality. Getting two picks at the bottom of the first round guys that are best player available or you take a stab at or maybe take alignment on both sides or take two wide receivers, whatever they end up doing with those two picks, if they use those two picks, there's a lot of guys that got taken off the board ahead of them. If they want to be able to make the their own choice, if there's a guy that they're eyeballing and saying, this guy can make a difference right now, the move is obvious and the move is easy. You take those two picks at 29 and 30, you say to any of the teams – and let's say the top half of the first round. Anybody want to trade? Simple move here. I'm not saying it's just two for one. There'd be a bunch of other movement and late draft picks and all that. But if the Chiefs eyeball a player that they love in the top 10, in the top 15, watch, they're going to do it. They'll pull the trigger. And I think that's what they need to do. 913-576-7610. Because... Here's my thing about Tyree Kill, and I've been on record saying this since the minute they made the move. Probably two, three years from now, the Chiefs are going to look at that move and look at what they got back for that move and say, see, it worked out just fine. We did end up paying him more than any wide receiver in the history of the NFL has ever made. He slowed down a little bit. We'll see. We're fine. Maybe they've won the division a couple of times. We'll look at it in a couple of years and decide. Maybe the Chiefs end up getting back a King's Ransom and they nail on a couple of those draft picks that they got back. But the Chiefs are ready to win the Super Bowl team right now. Maybe the most ready to win the Super Bowl. The last few years they've been heading into the season the favorite. Now it's Buffalo and people are talking about Tampa with Brady coming back. And the Chiefs are kind of in the mix 
with some other teams, but we all agree that they're still a Super Bowl-ready team right now. It's not like they're building towards something. They're there. They've got the quarterback, the coach, the roster. But once Tyree Kill is gone, and now he is, you're not good, great, maybe even average at wide receiver. The fact that you have Travis Kelsey kind of masks a lot of issues that are there. Because we always talk about the wide receiver core and what are you going to do and should you have kept Tyree Kill and how they're going to draft him and who's going to step up and all these different things. I mean, the truth is you do still have the best tight end in the league. So when you talk about the wide receiver core, technically he's a tight end, so he doesn't get included in that conversation. But he is a guy that that Patrick Mahomes can pass the ball to. So no matter the fact that they did lose Byron Pringle to free agency and they did lose Tyree Kill via trade and all these different things, they still got Travis Kelsey. So the pass catching core isn't terrible. The wide receivers, though, they got to do something. And I was looking earlier today. Mel Kuyper, who's almost always wrong. I don't know why we keep talking about this guy. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong, Grant? No, not really. When's the last time that you saw Mel Kuyper come back on after a Mel Kuyper draft special and be like, well, I nailed that one, nailed that I, one. He comes out with egg on his face all the time. He's like, oh, I didn't think that guy was going to be a first-round pick, let alone top five. What? It's all you do all year, dog. All year long. And I assume get some hair products. But He's been at this for like 40 years, though. Oh, at least. I would say closer to 150. <laughs> He's been at it forever. That man uses some hair dye for sure. For sure. And I'm just jealous of that. I'm not mad. Like, that's for a guy that's his age. How old do you think he is? If we agree he's been in for four. No, no, guess before you Google. That's, this is a hard one. I'm saying he's six, 63. Dude, I'm going to go like 68. 68? Dude, he's old. You think Mel Kuyper's 68? He might be older than that. No, he might be younger than that because of the makeup. What is he? Let me know now. Uh, let's see how fast his computer loads. All right. I can wait. This is oh. big. You beat me. He's 61. 61? We're yeah. aging the man. Yeah, he looks like I, a 61 year old. Just feels like he's been around forever. Yes. Like you could have told me he's almost well, 70. He started when he was three. Played. A lot of people don't know that. His first draft coverage was when he was three years old as a toddler. So Since 1984, that and George Michael's sports machine began oh. in the same year. Yo, that's crazy. What a year for sports. Wow. Anyway, here's his. So he, he, th- he thinks that there's going to be five wide receivers go in the top 20. Well, the problem is the Chiefs don't have a pick in the top 20, but they really need one of those wide receivers. So here's what you do. You package pick 29, you package pick 30, you trade up with one of those. There's got to be some team in the top 15, top 20 that's willing to swap picks with you plus some additional compensation one way or another to move into the top 15. Like if the Chiefs like a guy there or the top 10, like when they got Patrick Mahomes, they can do that. They definitely have. They got, I think, the second most picks in this draft coming up. I think Jacksonville, I saw, has the most, and the Chiefs have the second most. So they can do basically whatever they want. If there's a player that they love, I'm just looking at the draft right now. It's not a sexy one at all, whether you're talking about quarterbacks or college studs that you know their names. Like, here's Mel Kuyper's. Here's the top of his first round right now. Number one overall to Jacksonville, Evan Neal, Alabama offensive lineman. Yeah, cool. Great. Number two. Number two. Aiden Hutchinson. Remember him from Michigan? That dude's a beast. He's an edge rusher. But then it's a bunch of, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Some offensive lineman out of NC State's projected to go third to the Texans. Ikem Ekwanu. Number four, defensive lineman, Travon Walker. Number five, the guy who was 
probably supposed to be the number one pick as most of the year went along. Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher out of Oregon, looks like he's sliding to five. And then like it, this he has Kenny Pickett going six, the pit quarterback dude to the Carolina Panthers. This draft, well, can you pick it? Small hands, small hands. You know what they say about that? Can't throw football. <laughs> no, that's not what they say. They that's say, what the draft experts say. They say you smell like cabbage. Get your head out of the gutter. I know what you. you th- I know what you thought. I thought. Anyway, he's got and then Charles Cross, offensive lineman, going seventh. Garrett. Well, okay, so the first wide receiver that he has is Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, going at number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. I just noticed something, by the way. Did you know that the Falcons mascot is an F? That Falcon is making an F? I, I mean. No, you didn't know that. I guess I didn't recognize it, but it makes you, when, sense. Hey, y'all, when you get home, Google the Falcons mascot. This is going to blow your mind. Maybe. Grant doesn't seem that impressed by it. The new Falcons mascot, which is actually kind of dope, is an F for Falcon. Not as cool, trust me. Uh, then they got Malik Willis going nine to the Seahawks. He is a from Liberty word. Liberty. Liberty's got the ninth best player in the country this year. And then a mod Gardner going 10th. But as far as the other wide receivers that he was talking about going early on, Jamison Williams, 15. He has, I mean, if Jamison Williams goes 15 and that's who the chiefs like, and they're willing to say, okay, I know that he's coming off an injury, but we think that, Six weeks, eight weeks, you know, ten weeks in, he's going to be ready to go. Maybe that's the position. Maybe they that's the move that they make. Maybe they wait a little bit longer. Uh, right now, Mel Kiper has Drake London, the wide receiver out of UFC, USC, going at nineteen. So there's there's a bunch of these dudes at the Chiefs if they want. As far as Chris, I think it's Olave from Ohio State, the senior. He's only six feet tall. He's one of those fast dudes. So if you're trying to replace Tyree Kill, maybe that's the way to go. What, the point that I was trying to make with the Chiefs are ready to go is you need to get the most ready to go wide receiver also. Like once you lose Tyree Kill, we can't keep playing games, y'all. We can't just keep saying, oh, they're going to replace him in two or three years or they'll draft pick or McCole Harmon will step up. or you. And I'm not saying that whatever move they make, even if it lands perfectly, is going to be Tyree Kill. That's not going to happen right away. But you got to try. This is not a time to build for the Chiefs. This is a draft where you have to get players that are as ready to go right now as possible. And luckily, it feels like that's kind of been Brett Veach's MO. Think about the last few years. Juan Thornhill, draft on the field right away. Willie Gay, draft on the field right away. Nick Bolton, draft on the field right away. Heck, even Hardman, draft on the field right away. So I do think that whoever the Chiefs end up taking in the first round, whether it's two guys at 29 and 30 or whether they end up trading up to – eyeball a guy in the top 15 or top 10 that they like the plan is going to be get that guy on the field right away so if it's wide receiver that's going to be really interesting I wonder if the Chiefs maybe love a wide receiver don't want to be public about it the same way they were with Clyde Edwards-Alaire a couple of years ago with a first round pick because nobody was talking about Edwards-Alaire it was either going to be DeAndre Swift Jonathan Taylor there was one of the running back grants. Do you remember who it was? There was like three or four names that were out there. But most people thought Edwards Alaire was going to be a second-round pick that year. And the Chiefs essentially were the first team to take a running back off the board. So they could have got any of those guys that they wanted. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe that's what they're doing. Now, it didn't work out great when it comes to the Clydesdale. We'll see. 
just heading into year three. Early returns, you'd probably like to see a little bit more. But maybe that's their plan. There's a guy they love. They don't want to be too public about it because there's four or five wide receivers that could interchangeably go in the top somewhere between number probably five and number 20. And they trade up and get their guy. Hopefully he's ready to go. 913-576-7610. We'll keep talking a little bit of Chiefs on the other side. Also, the Royals' first week and change is in the books. How are we feeling about it? Let's talk boys in blue and a little bit more cheese before we wrap up the 9 o'clock hour. It's Bink Sundays. Happy Easter, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Grant, you want to go to a crawfish boil with me uh, around 6 o'clock? I can't tonight. Oh. Sorry, dude. But crawfish boils are good. That's your reaction? I thought you were going to be like, first of all, hell no. Second of all, what's a crawfish boil? I don't know. I was going to ask you then because I just got a text, and I don't know who it's from, but they gave me the address. It's an 816 number. It's my cell phone, and it says, are you coming to crawfish boil? 6 o'clock, and then it has an address. So, I've never texted this person before. We don't have like a text chain going back and forth. I figured we'd show up. Show up to the craw- what's a crawfish boil? Are what crawfish are good? I don't remember what crawfish are exactly, but they are good. I know what crawfish are. One I mean, of the I- best meals I ever had was at a crawfish no. boil in the some tiny Kansas town my friend was from. Are you serious? Yeah, he's like, hey, you got to come up to this crawfish <laughs> boil we have every year. Is or every month or something at like the the local VA. Feels like it's an every year thing. And we drove we drove like 90 minutes from Manhattan and to some town I've never heard of. For the crawfish boil? And one of the best meals I've ever had. Really? Yeah. And it was the crawfish that you ate? I believe so. I mean, if it was a crawfish boil and you ate something else, you got screwed. Interesting. Well, maybe I'll go. I'm, I have You don't even know who it is. I don't care if it's crawfish maybe, boil. Maybe it's a setup. Yeah, somebody's going <laughs> to set me up by inviting me to a crawfish boil. I'm going to show up and they're going to take out my knees like Nancy Kerrigan. I'm not, I ain't worried about it, bro. Come at me, bro. You don't want none of this. Especially the crawfish boil. Come throwing elbows. Grant and the Sports Machine taking you up till noon here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. Happy Passover out there to you. Happy Easter morning to you out there. Keep those texts rolling in, 913-576-7610. We'll get back into the Royals, but I'm still perturbed with what the Dodgers did earlier this week. With Clayton Kershaw. What the hell? It literally makes no sense to me. And I don't need to hear well. He's not stretched out. And he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. So you're not just going for this game. Or you're going for his career. You've probably seen Passon's tweet. that t- said something about. I think there have been 282,000. I want to say is what the number was. Major League Baseball game. Something like that. 282,000 Major League Baseball games. There have been 20 something perfect games ever thrown. The gall. Of that manager to take out Clayton Kershaw, who had thrown 80 pitches. All I'm saying is this. Bring him back out for the eighth. And if he starts getting wild a little bit, walks a batter, now you're only a no-hitter territory, now you pull him. There have been plenty of those, whatever. Now I can understand. Personally, I'd still leave his ass in there. If he's got a no-hitter and he's thrown 85, 88 pitches, what are we doing? It feels like baseball is almost 
overprotective. And it's been this way for like 20 years where maybe it's just like the social media coddled error that we all live in now where guy, there's specialty pitchers that come in for a batter or two. I know they changed the rules a couple of years ago, but there used to be left-handed specialists that come in to face a batter a few years ago. What? That's your job? Think about that. Think about whatever you do for a living right now. Busting your balls probably Monday through Friday, getting up early, slamming the alarm, taking the kids to wherever you have to, making them breakfast, sending them off to school. You know, And then you got to go into work, and you got to do your crap job for your crap boss with your crap coworkers and do all that and do it again the next day. And there's somebody out there that's entire job, because they're a left-handed person that can throw 95 miles an hour, is to come in and get out one batter every two days. What? And we're going to give you two million bucks to do it. Screw that guy. Nobody in particular. But I'm just saying, screw that guy. My point is this. We, we've got too many of those guys out there. So when Clayton Kershaw goes out there and has a perfect game and it's only thrown 80 pitches, and we know damn well he could throw twice that many and probably be just fine, we panic. We don't. But the manager of the Dodgers does and the fan base and the baseball geeks out there. I haven't heard Vern's opinion. And Vern is my boy. But Zone tells me Vern's kind of a purist. But Vern also keeps it real. You think Vern's a purist? He's a guy who's advocating for like an 81-game season. He's like cut the games to seven innings. I feel like when it comes to records, he's not like as much of a purist. You're, 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 you're right. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. I, I, but I'm kind of with him, though. He never like, said 81. I, I feel like I heard him say 81 earlier this I year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it was when he didn't say 81. I'm almost sure of that. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Vern loves baseball and money, and there's no way that he would 81 fans <laughs> is just not good for his bank account. But my point is, is like if we're not even going to let guys go for, for perfect games anymore, people are like, hey, don't cut the season down because of all the records that have been in baseball for hundreds of years. Cool. But if we're not going to go for perfect games anymore, what are we doing? Then what are we doing? Yeah, no, good point. Kill 60 games. Yeah, for real. Think about this. Because the supply and demand is way out of whack right now. Oh, way out of whack. Opening day at Royals, 40,000 people all pretend like they're huge Royals fans. Next day, announced that the clouds like 10,000. What happened? Like, come on. The only time they get more than 10K is on the weekend. And that's announced. It literally and that's the announced. only time. And it's, it's oversaturation, exactly what you're talking about. I mean, when baseball is shortened a little bit for whatever reason in the past, where it makes it 154 games or 140 whatever strikes and all blockouts, and does anybody really – is there anybody that's like – Damn, I missed those last 22 games. Or is bitching that, well, my team finished a couple of games short. Did you play baseball as a kid? No. You didn't play baseball as a kid, you weirdo? I tried playing baseball, but they didn't know I had bad eyes, and oh. I missed everything. Oh, the, why don't you wear glasses? Like well, we figured specs. it out eventually, oh, but by then the, I, I was too sour. Oh. <laughs> I was too sour. So you probably didn't excel too many sports with those bad eyes growing up. Well, and eventually I started playing basketball, and... Okay. By then I had glasses, the rec so specs? it worked out absolutely. I looked good, too. Did you? No. No, I bet you didn't. Anyway, um, I don't know why I asked you if you played baseball growing up. What was I talking about? I don't remember. The ADD kicked in and the short-term memory loss from college at the same time. I'm telling you, though, man, if you're not going to leave somebody in – oh, no, 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 it came back to me. The reason I asked you if you played baseball is because think about if you played, like, regular baseball with your boys – and then you played on a summer traveling team or whatever during the summer. Like, I digs. I thought I was good and going places, but I didn't. I got into radio. Maybe we played, like, 40 games, and that'd be a ton. Maybe. You know, like, 
15 during the regular season when I used to play out at Miller's Woods, Blue Valley, and then another like 15, 20 for trout. That'd be a ton. These dudes play 162 games. That's just the regular season to determine which teams get to play in the 106. When I say it out loud, does it kind of hit your ear? They play 162 baseball games. And now they're adding teams to the playoffs. So <laughs> the, the regular season <laughs> means less. Unbelievable. And they're and, and Clayton Kershaw's thrown 80 pitches and they pull him in a perfect game. It doesn't feel like it's going in the direction of fun, does it? Does it? Because I, I tuned in. You get to tweets or whatever. You get to text like, hey, check out what Clayton Kershaw's doing. So I turn it on. And they yank one his inning, and then they yank him. And yeah. I'm like, what? No, that's what happened to me, too. Unbelievable. All right, we'll keep talking a little bit about this. We'll talk more Royals and Chiefs on the other side. Grant in the sports machine. Two more hours in for Bink, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.